Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. Ronald W. Thompson is the CEO of Liquid Media Group, LTD, NASDAQ YVR. He has a legacy of experience in securing capital for companies in the global media, entertainment, and technology communities. Liquid Media Group, LTD, is a business solutions company empowering independent IP creators. Liquid's end-to-end solution will enable professional video, film, TV, and video game creation, packaging, financing, delivery, and monetization, empowering IP creators to take their professional content from inception through the entire process to monetization. Liquid Media is a publicly traded company on NASDAQ under the stock symbol YVR. Sheila Andrine is an award-winning producer, director, Emmy-nominated costume designer, author, CEO, and co-founder of Indie Flicks Group Incorporated, a B2C global streaming and B2B virtual community screening service that delivers content for a purpose to schools and corporations. Driven by her passion to help filmmakers and do good in the world with film, Sheila continues to grow the library, which is currently at 4,000-plus titles to represent diverse voices, marginalized communities, and women. She's also created the RPM, Revenue Per Minute, royalty payment model to compensate filmmakers for every minute watched. Sheila is currently in production on her latest film, Race. She's been a popular speaker at Sundance, Cannes, and Women in Film, and is also the founder of Indie Flicks Foundation. Carol and I want to congratulate both of you on the completed acquisition of Indie Flicks by Liquid Media. Thanks, Claire. Uh, that's fantastic, and we're, we're so excited about uh, this uh, acquisition and about bringing IndieFlix into the Liquid Media family. Well, uh, thank you, Ron. I want to say that I heard you had a big splash at the Toronto Film Festival with this acquisition, so tell us how it all went. Thank you. We did. We had a, a really amazing Toronto Film Festival this year. We actually brought uh, Indieflix in, into town to to uh, participate in our panel discussions. We we did several panel discussions. First of all, with Deadline Hollywood, and then we actually operated our, our own four uh, panels uh, over that uh, first TIFF weekend. 
and they were amazing. And and we actually uh, featured the four companies that we uh, have are in the process of acquiring. The first of which is Indieflix, which is now completed. And uh, we had an amazing experience. We I think the industry uh, reacted uh, very positively to to our message, to uh, what we're bringing to uh, independent filmmakers and uh, production companies. And so I think it really it, it precipitated a lot of discussion, uh, a lot of interest, and as a result, we now have uh, many different groups coming to us with, with their film projects, with their slates, with their uh, financing, film financing and production uh, slates that that need uh, that need assistance, and so I think you know first and foremost it was about unveiling what our value proposition is to the industry as a solutions company uh, for filmmakers. But I think secondly, it actually generated a fair a fair number of leads for us that we really I think had underestimated were out there uh, from from filmmakers all over the place, not just uh, here in Canada and Toronto, which is where I'm based but everywhere from Hollywood, from Europe, and, and so, on, so on. So we've actually had a, uh, an incredible experience at TIFF. We, got, uh, we were fortunate to have uh, taken over one of the really high-end boutique uh, venue hotels in, in the city, uh, and we, we as well put on this, uh, what I thought was going to be a fairly modest uh, event, sort of party, uh, ultimately, it turned out to be a fairly significant bash that was COVID friendly. <laughs> so we had all the we had all the protocols in place, and everyone was double vaccinated. But at the end of the day, it was it was a fairly big deal, and we had we had a lot of fun and and did a lot of team building. and And I think I think it was it was interesting to see that the groups that we uh, are working with are are all sort of paddling in the same direction uh, in terms of our of, of how we. At Liquid can work with the companies that we're bringing into our family. So um, I hope that gives you a good overview. But yeah, it was a real successful event, and I think much, much uh, greater, greater success and and sort of uh, visibility than I think we even anticipated before. So uh, yeah, oh, the happened. people must have loved it because we've all been closed in for so long to get back to a real party with the industry. Oh, yeah. People must have been a treat. It was. It was. It was. Uh, you know, it was. It was great to get out again. I mean, no one, people. You know, we were all masked and we were all social distancing and so on. But I think, that, and that was, you know, that that comes with a fair bit of of discipline, self discipline, and and uh, you know, control checks and so on. That I think we're all becoming more accustomed to. It's not easy. It's not easy for anybody to walk around and to have to speak with that mask on. But. Um, you know, we we pulled it off safely. We pulled it off. Uh, no 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 cases. No positive cases came out of it, which is great. Um, and uh, wow, so interesting to hear uh, people's views on on what it is we at Liquid Media have to offer to the industry. Uh, I think people's perception has been. Uh, you know, it, I think they they now understand what it is we're trying to uh, accomplish and and how we position the business. Uh, and, and frankly, I think even more importantly, what they can derive out of it. So specifically, what's in it for them? What what do yes. we at Liquid Media have that is beneficial to them? This is exactly what we'll cover today. So that's what I want us to talk about next is with the acquisition of Indiflex. 
how will this benefit your new type of business model you're uh, creating with liquid media for independent filmmakers? Well, I think IndieFlix is a, an incredible example of the kind of superpower company that we, that we try to focus on and that, and that I think can really assist our customers going through our uh, ecosystem here at, at Liquid Media with the kind of expertise, both in terms of understanding how to look at a project and also how best to, to approach it, how to monetize it, uh, how to, uh, to to gain access to a, a broader audience. Now, one of the, the great things now at, at IndieFlix is really it's very focused on social impact uh, films and 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 uh, serialized content, and so that's a very significant focus that we like a lot because it's actually an uh, an under um, it's really an underserved part of the market that. Um, we believe can provide great great value going forward to people. Um, I think the thing that Sheila and her and her group have done so well is to say, you know, all you know, they previously had been focusing on the business to business to consumer market B 2 C, focusing on their subscription video on demand platform, and I think that was that it, that continues. Um, however, it, it it happened a couple of years ago where it occurred to Sheila that perhaps there was a way that she could focus on the business-to-business community, going out to communities, going out to school boards uh, and other communities to, to sell directly or to license directly the productions that she was either licensing or creating um, on, on, a, on a more direct basis. And actually that was quite successful. And so she's really, and I, I can let her talk about it, but she's really developed that, that community, a that business-to-business community, which now includes houses of worship and, and government and military and, and corporations where she can actually respond directly to some of the key issues that they're dealing with in whether it's educating the, their, their, uh, their own employees or, or their own constitu- constituents. And I think it's so important that you know, this whole uh, social purpose, social impact space is, is, is a really hot topic area. And yes. I think that her business model is incredibly empowering, and it's frankly quite different than a lot of the customers that comes that that will be coming through Liquid Media are expecting. So it's an it's an additional weapon in our arsenal for monetizing content, monetizing films, and serialized content like television. And I think that's one of the things that it makes uh, gives us frankly a bit of a superpower compared to others is that we. First of all, we've identified a key area, which is social impact. We've identified a key company who know how to uh, create a, a, a valuable product and initiative and to, how to exploit that, both on, on their own behalf and for third parties and others who, who are in that area. So I think the IndieFlix uh, marriage, if you like, because we've really brought them into our family, I think is a really important one for us because uh, people that we're dealing with, the professionals at the company, are incredibly professional. They're uh, incredibly ethical people, and uh, we just we we are finding such a, an amazing synergy with uh, their interests and ours, and our ability to empower our own customers with that uh, with that synergy, if you know what I mean. So I think that's 
that's really what's happening here, and that's really how this is really what we bring to third parties who come to us at Liquid Media: this kind of expertise, this kind of of uh, a focus on social impact, this kind of ability to uh, monetize, better monetize uh, intellectual property. So that's that's really uh, what I believe is one of the, the key uh, benefits that's come out of all, of all this. Yes, social impact uh, films are hot, and they've been hot for several years, but now people are really waking up because um, they actually, I call them the last vestige of reporters that we have because they get to the heart of the issue, and usually they show us both sides. They let us make a decision on what the answer can be, and they come up with ideas for solutions. And this is what we all need. So I'm really pleased that you're promoting and supporting it and that it's going to expand. That I think these type of films are really needed, Ron. So do I. So the, so do I. Oh, yeah. So let's ask now, would you make any changes or expansion in production or distribution channels with Indiflix? Well, I, I think at, as Liquid Media is a public company uh, and we have access to, to, to capital and the ability to raise capital um, in a way which is scalable and as we continue to grow our overall business, we have that, uh, that capability. I think that will be beneficial to IndieFlix, certainly out of the blocks in, in funding its growth, in funding its, its development as a business, but I think from a production standpoint, I mean, up until now, the company has, uh, you know, historically, and Sheila, please correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the company's really acted as a, as a third-party distributor and a platform, if you like, for, for others to, to get out to the market. And I think, you know, one of the big areas that Liquid can provide uh, in terms of assistance is in funding production uh, of of the, the of the titles that she she was developing going forward, which also benefits IndieFlix because as opposed to simply acting as a distributor, it now actually can capture more of the revenue streams um, uh, of each one of the properties that it's that it's it's creating. So that's I think quite a it's going to be quite useful in terms of of uh, its its own. Uh, uh, you know, control of its own IP, but also its ability to better exploit that IP by actually owning, you know, a greater percentage of it. So I think that's that is going to be quite beneficial. And and um, obviously, as we start to unfold this, I mean, IndieFlix is the source of an, an enormous array of different uh, projects of different films. Uh, in the social impact space, which we as as liquid media can get behind funding and 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 bringing to life uh, so that Sheila and her and her group can go off and exploit them so I think there's a there's a really a good symbiotic kind of relationship there and um, and I think we can also leverage as well our our big data analytics. Uh, funnel, which is really one of the, the key thresholds, and I don't want to use gating process, but it is part of how we evaluate what we're financing, and we can to utilize some of that some of that uh, sort of big data and intelligence to help better determine which properties uh, we're going to look at uh, as being as funding, how best to to approach these, how best to distribute these, how best to look at these from an empirical perspective as well. So we can we can bring that to to assist Sheila 
uh, I think as well in her, in her own decision-making process. Uh, and then, of course, we can finance these projects so that she can capture more of the revenue and, and, and uh, economic performance of that. So I think that it just benefits everyone along the way. Oh, it's wonderful. Well, uh, Sheila, uh, tell us how your background as a filmmaker gave you the wisdom and the foresight to build a company that takes on films, shows filmmakers how to maximize production, and then uh, experience their, you help them with their budgeting and guidelines, and you show these films and support them all the way through production to marketing and distribution. And this is really a brilliant way to help people create films. You And I understand you have this great family of educators and government offices and major corporations that trust your choice of product. Well, I will say it's been somewhat of an organic process. I uh-huh. didn't... I didn't have the, the, the vision and the insight to sit down and, and do a roadmap. It's really been more about, oh, I have this great idea to use film to make the world a better place. It's how I express myself. It's how I communicate. It's how film, I believe, helped shape who I am today. Um, I'm half Chinese. I grew up in an all-white community in a little mining town in Breckenridge, called Breckenridge, Colorado, and I was the only kid of color. And it was TV and movies that were my best friends and company. And it was those stories and those experiences that those characters went through that helped inform me of the world. And I also remember like certain magazines like Life and Look magazine, which were all images and just small captions that really created this feeling. And I thought, Film is the way to communicate to masses. And so then I, you know, ended up, <clears throat> actually wanted to be a litigator, and I ended up falling into film because I fell in love with a director and got to make good money on a commercial instead of uh, working three jobs and putting myself through college at NYU. <laughs> so I left school. Wonderful. <clears throat> I, I left school and I ended up getting, you know, doing these big national advertising campaigns, traveling around the country, learning about, you know, camera work, casting, editing, producing, and then uh, ended up working in television. Um, I did The Wonder Years, Party of Five, Dawson's Creek, Smallville. I worked with some of the greatest people in Hollywood, uh, films and television. And, um, and then I just started to, like, make, produce and direct short films and feature films, went around to the film festival circuit, and realized how many incredible films were out there that were not being picked up by Hollywood. Hollywood only mm-hmm. has so much bandwidth. And so I wanted to be, I became this big advocate for filmmakers and, and um, started Indie Flicks uh, with the idea that it was a marketplace for filmmakers to put their content out there get the lion's share of the revenue stream, and maintain their rights. Um, and then I spent the, you know, the last decade or so learning that filmmakers are human beings. Um, they need mothers and managers, and they needed to understand that they have the talent and the capacity to participate in their film's journey beyond the festival. I learned that they were... They figured out a way to get money, talent, shoot it in the can to the festival, winning awards, and then they would drop off. 
And so right. I spent much of my <clears throat> I spent much of my time just trying to understand how do I get them to apply that same skill set to the distribution piece because that's where you get to monetize it now. And instead mm-hmm. they were just sort of like it's like having a baby and then handing it off to some nanny to raise it or some preschool to raise it that has so many kids. So I really wanted to educate filmmakers, and that was a lot of time spent, and I learned a lot. Um, but I started to realize also the, the power of film. You know, when you're at a film festival and you watch a movie, and then festivals, you're actually, it's okay to talk to your neighbor and talk to everyone and learn, you know, what people are thinking and feeling about these topics. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I really wanted to capture that and have that be part of IndieFlix. It was challenging. We, we experimented. We learned all kinds of things. But how, ultimately, how do we have, how do we let story impact people's lives at an individual level and at a community level? How do we foster conversation? And how do we keep that conversation going? And so I started experimenting with films. I remember I was at Starbucks. I, I live in Seattle, Washington, and we have a very big Starbucks in my neighborhood. And I came back from Sundance with a handful of short films under my arm that I just picked up. And I decided, standing in my, actually in my flannel PJs and Uggs and a puffy, getting my coffee because it's a very kind of like living room feeling in our neighborhood at our Starbucks. And I said, can I show some movies here? And they were like, (laughs) great idea. So I brought in a screen and some speakers. And I put up a little flyer on a telephone pole and a little Facebook post, like, 48 hours before, and we had 200 people come to Starbucks and watch four short films and then through raise of hands vote on their favorite and why they liked that one the most. And the conversation was phenomenal, and people kept talking about it. It's like we'd had a mini pop-up festival just in, in, in an hour and a half in our neighborhood, and to this day people still talk about it. And they're like, I love that film. Where can I see that film? Of course, they were on Andy Flux, so I thought, let's do more of this. And Starbucks was like, this is great. Can you do it again and again and here and here and here? And I was just like, okay, you know, you got to help me out here. So we did a few more. It was fun. But it got me thinking about how to build community with movies. And I tried everything, you know, filmmaker in the house, fundraiser. How do we get people to go to the theater to watch even an independent film, a documentary, anything? And it's like it was painstaking. I worked with museums, libraries, like anything to get people to go out and watch a movie. And it was really challenging. And then I got involved with a little short, uh, a feature film documentary uh, about bullying. And I, they were looking for finishing funds. It really affected me because being the only kid of color in an all-white community growing up, I experienced a lot of bullying. And so when I watched this film, I thought, wow, I really want to talk to someone. This film is modeling, like, what so many people can feel and how we can be better. So I took it to my kid's school, and it transformed that school. And the sixth wow. and seventh grade just, it had such an impact. And before, I mean, it was powerful. People were crying. They were healing. They were talking and hugging. And uh, before we could figure out how to get it to other schools, schools started calling it because word spread. And that really started the IndieFlix education piece. And I remember my investors and my board looking at me crooked, like, what are you doing? You're the CEO of a global streaming service. Why are you doing these school screenings? And I just said, it's my passion. It's, it's, it's my mission in life. I will still do my 
CEO job, but I, as the streaming side, but I've got to use film to, to bring people together, to connect people, and just let me play with it. And they let me, which was great. And it just evolved and it grew. And then I did another film called The Empowerment Project because schools are saying, what else have you got? And then we learned you've got to have companion materials. We need discussion guides, tip sheets, marketing materials, activities. What else can we create to keep the conversation going? And, and then that just evolved and we did another film called Screenagers. And then um, I had a friend come to me who said, you need to make a movie about mental health. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. That should be, experts should make that movie. And nobody wants to talk about mental health anyway. I can't imagine a school showing a movie about mental health. And a year later, she died by suicide, leaving two daughters and a husband behind. And I knew she was struggling, but I didn't know it was that bad. So I dove into the deep end, set out, made angst which is a documentary that addresses anxiety and depression and in kids and families. And I knew that there were kids dying by suicide and schools were in desperate need of a tool or some way to, to you know, address mental health challenges of their students and, and educators and families. And for six months, nobody wanted to book it because they were afraid if they booked it, they didn't have the resources to support the conversation once it was opened up. And it finally a few started to show it, and then it just became like a firestorm. And that film has gone on to do over 10,000 screenings in 90 countries. And oh, my gosh. Then what, what a success. You must be really proud of that, Sheila. I I am, and I'm also now kind of spoiled because now I only want movie. I want to take movies out that are going to do thousands of screenings, not 40. And I don't want to do it like 100 screenings in a year. I want to do thousands in a year, which is now, thankfully, what I love about where we are today with Liquid is the resources to build out the automation so that we can deliver quickly, we can deliver hybrid products that are in person and virtual, whichever the school is going through. And now parents actually said, this should be seen at my company. So people brought it to Microsoft and Liberty Mutual and HP and Starbucks and Goldman Sachs. So now we're working with Fortune 500 companies and not just doing a screening, but we're actually creating corporate programming that they can use to bring to their employees, offer to their employees for a year or two years that they can watch, that they can watch with their families, and that informs them about what their EAP, you know, can help them access with their benefits. So it's starting to really have an impact on sort of the preventative uh, offerings that companies have for their employees. So it's, I could not have sat down and like put that as my list of to do. Uh, in, you know, this quarter of that year. But right. to be a good listener, to have these conversations, you get informed and you learn what people and what communities need. And every school and community needs something slightly different. So now I'm working hard to put together some white papers from schools that have actually, like, shown our content and have now evolved to, within a year, created clubs and groups and parent forums to, to, to really educate and address mental health 
from a host of different angles um, for not just the existing school and community, but the surrounding community. So it's just been, I mean, I cannot tell you, I, every morning I wake up and I am so excited to open my computer. It's like an advent calendar. And I can't <laughs> wait to open it up to see all the cool things that are happening that we get to do or how we helped or new opportunities and to create more story around that. And so we ultimately have now created a mental health trilogy because then I made Like, which is about the impact of social media on our lives and the role that technology plays. And I just finished shooting a new piece for that film, which is all about sexting because we didn't address sexting in the, in the original movie. So now we're addressing sexting and TikTok. And then I did one called The Upstanders, which is, um, which is so great because I got to go back to my filmmaking roots. Um, but The Upstanders is all about bullying, which is really about resilience and community and belonging. So we're looking for more content to come in because we're now realizing that people, the schools watch the film, they participate in the other activities, and they want more content of like. So now we're trying to, you know, acquire more content that can, be, you know, fill that pipeline. Wonderful. Well, give me some ideas of what type of content. Well, <clears throat> currently we're working on anything mental health related, sexual uh-huh. harassment, sexual assault. Uh, I've got two films I'm going to be starting in January. One is called, right now, working title is the talk. It's about evolving sex ed so we can really understand consent and how we should treat our bodies and how we identify. And another film called Money, which is all about money and how money affects our mental health. Uh, how we can have healthier conversations in families about money. Um, we're working um, anything to do with, like, think more global universal topics. That's pretty much where we are. we still clear of politics. Um, we are not looking to turn the world into activists. We want to, we want to inform people so that they can have more awareness and connection And um, like you said, documentary filmmakers are sometimes the last fashion of, like, real journalists, right, to just hold up a mirror and give you a a view, a a picture of what's happening in our world. And I, you know, my nickname is Fortune Cookie. I have, like, silver lining syndrome. I tend to look at the world not like glass half empty. I definitely look at it half full. I think that there is always opportunity to find gifts in every situation Um, and that that's where we should put our energy. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness, this is great. Well, uh, at what stage in production do you want filmmakers to come to you? Well, once we get the uh, protocol in place, that's the one thing, like, Ron and I, like, and by the way, I so love the liquid media team. I could not be happier. I've had people say, are you, you know, how does it feel to be acquired? And it's like, it's the greatest feeling in the world. Like I could not be happier because now I get to go do what I do. We as indie flicks get to go do what we do on steroids. And we have people who support, validate, and believe in us, which, you know, and I'm not going to say that being a woman, being of color or anything like that has anything to do with it. But I think people didn't take me seriously. They would say, 
Oh, you're that mom who does those little school screenings in Seattle. <laughs> it's like, well, I lived five years in New York. I lived 20-something years in L.A. I know the industry. I've been around it for a long time. I've worked in it in various capacities. And, yeah, I'm doing something that nobody really quite understands because it's not sexy. But when Rentrack, when we're able to actually measure the, the eyeballs, the impact, we do surveys, we measure our impact so it can inform us on how to create more products around the existing story to continue to give it that evergreen um, life, right? And I want to teach other filmmakers to do that. Like, don't just risk everything on one movie and think you've got one box office weekend. This is a marathon. And you can make a living by creating more products. By you made a movie because you believed in something. Have that conversation. Stay engaged with it. You don't just have a baby and walk away. You help raise it. And you, your kids are still your kids, even when they're, you know, 40 and 50 years old. So I think it's getting out of the flash-in-the-pan disposable art. Like, let's, let's be more uh, intentional. Let's savor it. And let's monetize it. That's magnificent. Wow, well put. Uh, so, Ron, uh, do you have anything you want to add to all of this? It sounds like you're going off in a wonderful direction to make some important films. Look, I, I, I think Sheila, uh, she certainly sums it up. I think the, the things that I would uh, sort of point people to is, you know, as a company, we've, we love the fact that Sheila has, has really uh, created this this you know social purpose driven uh, vehicle this it's all about you know telling stories that need to be told and being able to create these communities so that i think that that is something which is unique and that's really really powerful the concept of community and 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 you know creating a conversation which you can drive over time that is a, i think that's quite different than if you look at I don't want to compare what we're doing and what IndieFlix is doing to the streamers or to, to others, but I think the concept of community here is so important, and there are all kinds of communities in our world, whether those are in corporate communities uh, as corporations, whether that's educational communities, whether that's government and, 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 and other communities, whether it's mm-hmm. houses of worship or places that, that Sheila has focused uh, up until now, and as she evolves and, and, and starts to build out her business plan, I think that community concept is huge, and it does, you know, with a social purpose and things where, where we look at subject matter, which is really resonates on, on a social level today and going forward, whether it's mental, mental illness, whether it's mental health, whether it's, you know, sexuality, whether it's race, all these things. We're talking about, you know, uh, money and its effect on, 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 on mental health. And, and, and some of the top, you know, some of these topics which, are, are, which really resonate with so many people, the, the fact is she's making the material accessible through making it entertaining, so this sort of edutainment concept, I think, is a, is a great vehicle to tell the stories uh, that, that Sheila is telling. I think the fact that she's focusing on this community-wide approach that creates a conversation, which is just not a single event. It's an ongoing conversation which gets, evolved, you know, gets sort of meted out and evolved and, and built on and, and expanded is something that's really, really powerful. That she's able to monetize it so well, 
allows us opportunities to tell the story in a broader, more extendable way over, in, you know, and, and to, to create con- continuation to that and, and additional materials and, and, and educational materials and follow-up materials which are, are useful, meaningful bits to people who, are, who we're speaking to. So I think already for liquid media, that's so powerful, especially you know, have a public company where we can talk about that with, with investors and say, look, we're doing something that, that has real integrity from a social perspective. This is a company, it, of course it's about making money for our investors, but it's about doing it in a good way that has you know, social good. We're doing this thing, for, for, it, this is beyond just making money. This is about doing something which is meaningful to, for the planet that's positive for the planet. And so, you know, I think, uh, you know, it's part of liquid media. We have other types of filmmakers and other types of genres that we're approaching as well, of course. But I think it's very valuable for them to see what we're doing in this area with indie flicks in the social impact space. It shows them how carefully, how thoroughly we're looking at you know, at, at whatever kind, whatever the genre happens to be, but we're being, it's that important. The world is shifting. The market for films and filmed entertainment is evolving and shifting. And we need to be ahead of that. And we need to figure out how do you, how do you approach it? How do you finance it? How do you monetize it? How do you deliver it? How do you do it again and again? And, and if they're, you know, for content or for filmmakers, for, for intellectual property creators, whatever that means, for, for creative people, how do we give them a voice? How do we stand behind them and support that voice and support that, you know, sort of that creation of that product? in a way where they've got a net. It's like we're there to support them. We, are, we have a business solution which allows them to go off and execute and, and, and deliver that product and to make real money at it and to support themselves and to do it in a, in a more egalitarian way, which is respectful of what they're creating, not there to basically take advantage of them, which we've all seen over this many decades of our, of our industry. It, but it is, you know, the world's changing, and we, is, you know, we are trying to create a kind, a kind voice, a kind company, and I think the, you know, our approach is is one that's, that's, you know, keeping uh, filmmakers front and center, and to try to help them get, you know, get whatever the, whatever their message, whatever that, that uh, product looks like, be it social impact or otherwise to have a very thorough and well-organized approach to getting that out is, is uh, in a way where we are their partners to help them make that happen. That, that is our intention here. And, uh, but I think IndieFlix is a, is, a, is a very good example of how we're starting this process. And we think that you know, we're very, very passionate about IndieFlix and about what they're doing. And we are absolutely committed to the success of the company and to supporting Sheila and her, and her team because this is, this is meaningful on a level that goes well beyond just, just you know, making money. As, and, and this is about doing something which is good and that we can feel good about and that we can be defensible with and, and do it again and again. And I think it also supports the other aspects and other parts of, of our business uh, and other types of content that, we'll, that we will support as well. So I, I don't know if that's answered your question, but that's... Uh... Yes, absolutely. What you're both doing here is so important to filmmakers because what uh, she said earlier that filmmakers 
make the film, but they don't know really what to do with it after the film festival. That is the truth. And also, they're really tired. They've usually spent three to five years getting to that point by raising the money and making the film. So having a company that is a one-stop shop that will take you by the hand and help you prepare your materials and show you how to distribute it is genius, and it's really a special thing for filmmakers to know it exists. So uh, I just would like to know a little bit more about the streaming side of IndieFlix because I understand that you created a, a very trusting family of distribution outlets. And um, Sheila, you spent a lot of years supplying them with well-developed social media films that really raised the consciousness on important issues. So uh, tell us how this works. When someone comes to you with a film that's partially finished or finished, how does this work? So there's actually just um, for clarification, there's, there's, there's kind of two sides of the business. Um, one is the IndieFlix education side, which is where we take social impact films that are, you know, we either acquire or create um, and take them out into schools, corporations, government agencies, houses of worship, and offline. And, of, of course, COVID you know, quickly trained us up to deliver online as well. So now we can deliver virtual, you know, remote and in-person um, experiences. The other side of the business is the IndieFlix streaming service, which is a, we are, all of our content, we have worldwide rights, and it is a subscription-based service that is on Roku, Fire TV, Apple, all, you know, we have all the apps, and um, it's $4.99 a month U.S., or I think it's $39 a year, $49 is coming down. But you can also watch the IndieFlix streaming service of 4,000 titles for free through your public library. So if you're a card-carrying member of a public library in the United States or in, oh gosh, a lot of countries around the world, um, you actually can watch IndieFlix for free. And then we compensate filmmakers by paying them for every minute watched. And it's through a business, a, a, a revenue model that I created. Oh, my gosh. I almost want to say when streaming started, so 10 years ago, 12 years ago, and I call, I call it the RPM model. I always liked it because it sounded like revving engine. And it stands for revenue per minute. And we basically take um, all subscription revenue received, and we also have a um, – a revenue stream through the public libraries. So we take that revenue, we put it into a, you know, we take the revenue, we look at all minutes watched throughout the entire library, and we take that number, that total, and we divide it into the pool of revenue, and that comes up with a valuation for each minute, for the minute. We then apply that valuation to all titles based on how many minutes watched. So if 10 people came in and watched one minute of your movie and left, You'd be paid for 10 minutes um, at the valuation of at RPM. The RPM valuation, because people always ask this question, what is it at? What, you know, what is the normal RPM or average? And it ranges literally, we've been at, you know, a quarter of a penny to nine cents. I think once it went over into double digits. Um, so it really just depends on, you know, 
how many paying subscribers, how many minutes watched. And so that's, it's, we are highly curating it. There was a time that I had over 12,000 titles with Worldwide Rights. And I, you know, the, the thing about independent film is that it doesn't always have, you know, a Julia Roberts or a Tom Cruise or a famous person in it or a famous director to be easily searched. So it really comes down to film festival awards and topics. And it's a little harder to find what to watch. And we spend a lot of time creating recommendations, fast picks, award-winning, you name it. And it was frustrating. So I decided that, you know, I'm going to take the title countdown, make it highly curated, focus on edutainment. And edutainment meaning when I was listening to you and Ron talk about, like, I'm so driven to do good in the world. And everyone's like, oh, my God, you must just love indies and documentaries only. And I'm like, are you kidding? I love to binge watch serial killers and drug cartels and all that stuff, too. Like, I, I just love good story, and I don't want to be bored. And that good story should apply to every form of storytelling. And so what we really wanted to have in our streaming library and that we invite filmmakers to submit, whether it's a short feature, documentary, web series, TV series, is great quality content that tells stories that can connect us, start conversations, maybe be a little shocking. We're not always going to like it what we're hearing or what we're seeing, but we want to be able to have these conversations so we can learn about each other. Because when you, we watch something and I hear, Carol, you didn't like it, and Ron, you loved it, and I'm like, eh, I learn a little bit about everybody, and I get to learn why you didn't like it or why you loved it, and we learn about each other. So we're looking for content that is engaging, awareness-raising, connecting. Um, and like we have a zombie short film with Ed Helms in it that is, really cute and funny, but it's about bullying. And so we just want to have fun, right, and, tell, and share great stories. So that's um, – but we're highly curatorial. So you can submit to IndieFlix. We have a team. We look at it all, and then we decide if um, we accept it and we think it's a good fit. That's great. That sounds wonderful. Well, can you tell us uh, where we can learn more about IndieFlix, your website or emails or let our audience yeah, you know, know how to reach you? So, Chris, my head of acquisition is going to hate me for this, but you could just email directly, so make it at IndieFlix.com. We do have an automated sort of first uh, layer where you can come in. Actually, just go to IndieFlix.com and go to Filmmaker. I think we have a submit a film at the bottom. And that will put you into our system. Um, and then we, we get notified, so then we review the content, get back to you. If we accept it, we then send a contract. And all of our contracts are the same. We don't customize any of our contracts. We like to keep it clean and simple and, um, and get you up on the platform. We're starting to collect a lot more sort of marketing assets from our filmmakers now so that we can – start to showcase and highlight them and put them on a stage and do live things with them and get them out into the world. Great. Thank you so much for that. All right. Well, Ron, could I uh, ask you to tell us where feature filmmakers, uh, what are, else are you, Mark, are you uh, financing now, feature films and larger documentaries? I don't know. Tell us. 
You know, we're we're looking at all uh, forms of of uh, professional, uh, you know, fil- sort of fi- film and, and 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 episodic. So we're looking at both television and film, um, and so that it you know our offering at Liquid Media covers both. Uh, we have film producers, we have television production companies, we've got, you know, uh, many majors coming to us, we have distributors, we've got uh, agents and managers, we've got uh, all kinds of different different companies and, and people coming to us all, all the time. Uh, we're looking at all kinds of, what I'm focusing on, independent uh, productions. We think independent is really, the independent world is, is our uh, mainstay, that's what we're focusing on here. Um, and so, because we think there's a vast uh, sort of uh, a number of, of independent filmmakers and, and, and production companies out there that need help, uh, you know, budgets, we're, we're, we're trying to focus in the areas where we know we can provide real help. I think we can look at anything. Uh, we tend to not be in the you know the big budget studio feature side. That's not a, an area that we've we focus nor on the big budget. Uh, series that is an area that seems to have been occupied well by studios and streamers, um, but you never know with some of these projects. Some of them can become quite large. I've been involved in a lot of large, uh, large budget uh, series and, and, and films in the past. Um, so you know, I, I think we're just trying to find uh, projects where we know we could add our value, where our four-stage business engine uh, can be put to work, which is really all about. You know, looking at the sort of the, the data analytics and and getting us comfortable with with the fact that we've done our homework, we've we've done sort of the uh, the statistical analysis in addition to the creative analysis and understanding the strengths and weaknesses of each one of the projects on many levels, including a financial and a distribution and and a and other levels before we get involved in in bringing our uh, recipe for financing to the table. And then in terms of delivery and, and, and how we can assure the delivery and, and the uh, auditing and the best practices of getting uh, productions completed and delivered and tracked. And then from a, from a monetization standpoint that we can use all these, these sort of arrows in our quiver, the, the, the things we have in our arsenal, uh, to, to ensure that they're successful. And so we like to fully model uh, each one of the projects that come into into our into our sort of funnel, so that we can determine you know what's involved, what's required for this particular one, uh, how, how does it recoup, and when does that happen? What has to happen in order for it to recoup? How do we define success? How do we create uh, continuation and super uh, super success, if you like, uh, so that we can do it again and again? So that's. You know, we're looking at all kinds of different projects. We're seeing everything from, you know, uh, for, you know, first directors on a, on on fairly significant uh, features. We're looking at series with with showrunners that you've heard about before, uh, who are trying to do things on their own, and maybe you're trying to move out of the studio model uh, and yet need some support. We're looking at, uh, you know, genres, and we're looking at everything from. From you know comedy horror to uh, to to you know to drama to to documentaries and factual and some crossover there because you know I've I've been involved in, in as well in in a lot of factual uh, programming and, and financing and production in the past 
and there is this sort of thing where you know you've had stuff which has been docu and now maybe there's a sort of a docu drama sort of as it crosses over to become a little bit more entertaining entertaining in order to be able to generate an audience and stuff but i think you know for us and i think the thing that resonates from from what sheila was talking about before was the idea that she can uh once again building the community is a key thing creating a conversation um being able to measure uh, eyeballs and impact, uh, I think, is a is a really important thing to be basically understand. You know, who's watching? Why are they watching? How long are they watching? What has this done to them? You know, and what is that conversation? Then how can we continue it, amplify it, and then monetize it? I think that's something that, you know, as a company, we're looking for opportunities to to do always. Um, but that's, that's I, think, I think that's our, our focus. Yeah. Great. And tell us how people can find Liquid Media. Liquid Media, the best place is uh, to go onto our website, uh, which is liquidmediagroup.co. I think we have several uh, new URLs coming on uh, in the future, but that's to start with. And we are in the process of setting up a, a kind of a portal to be able to ingest uh, new projects, uh, new uh, whether it's features or, or series that uh, people are looking at, uh, you know, sort of their options and trying to understand what their alternatives are, and we'd be very happy to take a look at them and, and, and put them through our system and, and our, our platform and, and engage with them and discuss how we may be able to, to assist them. Okay, that sounds wonderful. Well, I sincerely thank both of you for joining us. The information today is incredible to hear all these new things happening uh, and the consolidation of the two of your companies. So congratulations to both of you. Thank you, Carol. Thanks for having us. Yes, it's been delightful to hear all of the things you're both doing for independent filmmakers on both sides, on the feature and the documentary and uh, the webisode. Everything you're covering is exactly who uh, listened to this show, and they want to hear more. So that's why they'll be going to your website and contacting you, I'm sure. And best of luck with your projects. Thank you for, for letting well, us share our, our news. It's we're pretty excited about it as you can tell and, and you've got a great show and, and you know, I'm a listener and and so I'm I'm really uh just very pleased to be to, to be asked to, to, to contribute and I hope that, that what we shared with you today has been uh, has been useful and we'd love to, to hear from your your listeners and, and uh we'd love to, to see how we can help them because we've we've got something that we're pretty we're pretty uh, passionate about. Thank you. Thank you very much, and best of luck to both of you. Thank you. Thank you both so much. All right. Bye now. Okay, take care. Thank you. Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer. Legal advice, fair use, successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com.
I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. That's David, R-A-I-K-L-E-N dot com. And Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone.